Welcome to Impact Church's podcast with Pastor Travis Hearn. Pastor Travis also serves as the team pastor for the NBA's Phoenix Suns and has served Major League Baseball as the team chaplain for over a decade. Today, he leads us with a powerful and hope-filled message. We're so glad you're tuning in, and we believe that wherever you're listening from, that God will impact your life through today's message. Thank you for joining us today. If you said that prayer and accepted Jesus into your heart, it's the best decision you could ever make. We want to connect and celebrate with you. Visit impactchurch.com for more information about our church and how you can get plugged in here with us. Be sure to subscribe and share today's message with your friends. Thanks for tuning in, and we can't wait to hear how God has made an impact in your life. If you love God's Word and you're ready for God's Word, let me hear you put your hands together. And I don't know if you guys remember this, but we had like six straight weeks of guest preachers and they were fire. Every single one of them, they did a great job and I am so glad to be back today. I want to talk to you today for those that feel like you are up against an impossible situation. You're up against an impossible scenario. You need a miracle. Joel just said, hey, if anybody needs God to do something in their life today, I want to speak to you today because I happen to believe that God is the God of the impossible. I happen to believe that God can do anything if we put our hope and our faith in him. For some of you, there is a massive mountain in front of you. For some of you, you've got this giant that is in front of you. It's that thing in your life that it's so big that it's blocked your vision and you can't see clearly. It's that thing in your life that's so big that you can't see your way around it. You can't see your way through it. You don't think you'll ever get over it. Have you ever had something that's so big in your life that you can't even imagine life on the other side of it? That's who I want to talk to today because I think that's most of us. We've stood before these mountains. I need somebody to turn that fan off. Xavier, anybody, I don't even care. Somebody from the, yeah, jump up there. Just unplug that thing. It's a demon in that fan trying to distract Pastor Trap. Thank you, man. Give this man of God a round of applause. This is what I'm talking about. Doesn't matter how many times I preach, that fan's going to be on. Doesn't matter how many times I say it. But it's that mountain that looks insurmountable. It's that mountain that looks immovable. And for some of you, that mountain has been there so long that you cannot imagine life on the other side of that mountain. I got to be honest with you. I feel that. I feel that. I've had some mountains in my life my own mountains. Man, they seem immovable. They seem like there's no way I'll ever get around the other side of that mountain. Let me give you some examples. One of those mountains could be uncertainty. One of those mountains could be insecurity. One of those mountains could be guilt or shame. One of those mountains could be depression. One of those mountains could be fear or worry. It could be failure Maybe you're dealing with bitterness or unforgiveness. It could be disease. It could be cancer. It could be addiction. You know what I've learned about mountains? My family and I, we got away a couple weeks ago to a little place called Vail, Colorado. 
And while we were in Vail, Colorado, we decided to take a drive as a family up into the mountains. And I learned this about the, con- the concept of mountains that the closer you get to the mountain, the bigger it appears. The closer you get to it, the bigger it seems. It's not that it got bigger. It's just that it looks like it got bigger. I've also learned that the more you think about that mountain, the more you think about it, the bigger it becomes. This is key for our message today because the right focus grows your faith and the wrong focus grows your fears. And so today, my sermon title is, This Mountain Shall Move. This mountain shall move. Come on, say it out loud. This mountain shall move. Tell somebody, this mountain shall, say it like you actually believe it. Come on, this mountain shall move move. And I want to give you two points today. It's just two. You know, sometimes if you've been attending for any length, I'll give you three or five or 17. Today's just two points because it's a long day for all of us at Impact Church. But two points, two actions. If you are facing a mountain today, number one, write this down is I need to change the way I think. Change the way I think. Look at somebody and tell them no more stank thank, baby. Come on. No more. No more stank thank. No more stinking thinking. No more stank thank. No more. Change the way you think. If you're up against a mountain in your life, you've got to keep your focus on your master and not your mountain. If you're up against a mountain, keep your eyes on our savior and not our situation. See, for for a lot of people, listen, their mountain will never move because their mindset will never move. Mindset is everything. See, they can't get their minds to mine. They're stuck in their fears. They're stuck in their doubts. They're stuck in their disbelief. I want to read to you what Proverbs 4.23 says. You've heard me preach this verse before. Solomon says, be careful how you think because your life is shaped by your what? Let's read it out loud together. Ready? Here we go. Be careful how you think because your life is shaped by your thoughts. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. That's big facts right there. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. Our thoughts impact our attitudes. They impact the way we behave, how we behave, how we interact with others, how we see others. It all starts with our thoughts. How we see ourselves, what we believe about ourselves, what we believe we're capable of or incapable of. Everything starts with a thought. Okay, listen, there's this old saying, you know, this saying, you are what you eat. You ever heard that? Some of you are living evidence of that. I didn't mean that in a bad way. Y'all took it bad. I I was like, this is Scott. No, no shots fired. This is Scottsdale. Y'all look like you eat salmon for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You look great. You are what you eat. You are what you eat. Okay, it's not just physically, you are what you eat physically emotionally, spiritually, relationally, you are what you eat. What, what you consume consumes you. 
what you can, have you ever thought about your thoughts? Have you ever thought about why you think about what you think about? Why sometimes our minds don't seem to mind? He says your life is shaped by your thoughts. That is a fact. And it's had me thinking, if your life is shaped by your thoughts, what shapes your thoughts? If my life is shaped by everything I think about, what shapes what I think about? And I'm going to call it your intake. Because we have all these gates into our soul. The things we see, the things we hear, the movies we watch, the music that you listen to, the person that you marry, your family, your brother, your sister, The news that you, listen, some of y'all need to turn off the news and turn on the good news of God's word because they're thought shapers. They're, I just want to, some of you are more passionate about your political position than your biblical position. Some of you are more passionate about being left or right than centered on Jesus Christ. What I'm saying is your thoughts are shaped by your environment that you set yourself inside of. And every choice you make starts with a thought. Every choice. Every choice. You had a thought this morning, you know what? I'm going to go to church. Started with a thought. You had a thought, man, that donut looks good. It's a thought. Man, that Butterfinger coffee looks really good. It starts with a thought. The investments you make starts with a thought. The career you chose starts with a thought. It all starts with a thought. This is what Jesus said in Matthew 11. He said, have faith in God. These are the words of Jesus. Have faith in God. Truly, I tell you that if anyone, anyone says to this mountain, somebody say anyone, anyone. He didn't say if the preachers, if the rabbis, if the theologians, if the bishops, if the apostles, if the good reverence, if the better reverence, if the best reverence. He said, if anyone, if anyone says to this mountain be lifted up and thrown into the sea and has no doubt somebody say no doubt no doubt in his heart but believes it will happen this is my favorite part it will be done for him it will be done for him therefore i tell you whatever you ask for in prayer believe that you have received it and it will be yours he says, he says three things. Do you guys believe this or not? Because this is, he says three things. He says, have faith in God. He says, believe. And he says, don't doubt. Have faith in God. I don't have faith in myself. I have faith in God. Have faith in God. Believe and don't doubt. This scripture is all about your mindset. It's about your mentality, which drives your faith and it drives your hope and it drives your trust. It It's your mindset. So what fuels your mindset? This is important because if your life is shaped by your thoughts, we're talking about what shapes your thoughts. Music, internet, radio, movies, television, social media, social media posts, people's comments. Some of you are addicted to comments. I got to see what they said about it. The comments, friends, family, coworkers, podcasts. Right? All this stuff, they're thought shapers. They're thought shapers. And some of y'all are more addicted to the world news than you are to the good news. And you wonder why you feel defeated and stressed and worried and depressed all the time. 
You need a mental, listen, you need a mental diet. Change your consumption. Some of you need to go on a thought diet, a mental consumption diet. Your thoughts, your life is out of control because your thoughts are out of control. And your thoughts are out of control because you let anything and everything inside of your mind. Would you let anything and anybody inside your house? But you do. It just comes through electronics. You're like, I, don't, I would never let a porn star in my house. You do? Woo! I'm going to move on. <laughs> this is out of control. Can you imagine if the world could, let's say, if the world could see your thoughts? Like every thought you've had even this morning, wouldn't that be crazy? Like if everybody could see the thoughts that you've had this morning, even at church, would you like that? I wouldn't like that. Let's say I, I got, hey, I got a thought tank. Can you bring my thought tank out? I got a thought, a thought revealer chair. It's coming right now. And this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to put one of you in it. This is the hot seat revealer. I got a thought revealer chair. Thank you, Xavier. And I got, a, I got a, per, I got, you know, I'm going to pick on somebody right now. Mondo, Armand, come here. I want to pick on Mondo for a minute. Jump up here. Come on, Mondo, jump up. Don't be slow. I don't got time for slow. Okay. Now, now Mondo, Mondo, before you do that, can you do like a backflip or something? Just do something cool. Come on, come on, come on. Just, just show out. Come on. We know you got it in you. Hey. All right. All right. Come on. Sit in the hot seat, baby. Anybody else want to show off of stage? Who, who can top that? Anybody top that? I think you'd do three or four in the air. Mondo is a part of our young adults ministry. He's, uh, he serves his church well. But I was thinking, like, I wonder what thoughts Mondo's had this morning because they're probably all over the place, even though he's a man of God. So we got this thought thinker, teller helmet. And I thought, you know what? If we could put this helmet on Mondo... And then what we could do is we could literally flash like your thoughts onto the screens so that we could all see them. You know what I'm saying? And so like, there's a thought that girl in the front row is kind of hot. Not going to lie. I was down at the arena one day and I had a guy and he was an ex NBA player. And he said, man, I got to come to your church. And I was like thinking this guy's having a final moment where he needs Jesus. And I said, man, I would love to have you. He goes, yeah, I heard there's a lot of hot women at Impact Church. <laughs> this is how messed up you guys are. This is why you need to be here every Sunday. And so, so, so Mondo, you know, it's like you got some more thoughts. What other thoughts has Mondo had? He said, man, I think PT is the best preacher in the world. Let's go. Hey, hey, that's a good one right there. Mondo's got another. What's another thought this morning you have, Mondo? Here we go. Maybe I should, huh? Skip coming to church. Why would you do that, man? You'll skip church and sleep in? I have an honest question. Has anybody ever skipped church to sleep in? Come on, come on, be real. Honest, right? Okay, any more thoughts? Whatever, one more thought. Give me one more thought. Mondo, I hope they can't smell me from here. A brother, hey brother 
We can. You smell good, though, man. I'm not going to lie. You smell like Nordstrom's. That's what you smell like. Would you guys give Mondo a round of applause? Come on, give this. It's funny because another translation of this same verse in Psalm 23.4, I want to read this to you. In 24.3, it says this, Above all else, guard your heart. It is the wellspring of life. Right? It's, it works like this. It works like this. I almost moved on, but my attention trapped me in the... I tried so hard. I said, don't say anything, don't say anything, and I just kept hearing it. Bling, 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 bling. When you, when you consume lust, you're consumed by lust. Right? That's how it works. When you consume fear, you get consumed by fear. Sometimes it's the closest people around you. They're always talking about doomsday type stuff. Everything's always bad. Everything's always scary. You, you guys know like back in 2000, how many are old enough to remember Y2K? Remember we were all going to die? I still have tuna from Y2K. Just in case we ran out of food. When you consume greed, you become consumed by greed. Listen, on the flip side, when you consume God's word, you become consumed by God's word. When you consume worship, you become consumed by God's peace. When you consume praise, you come, become consumed by joy and victory. You need to change your mental diet. Stop consuming mental junk food and start consuming God's holy written word of God. Change your diet. And I have too much content. It is clear I have not preached in a while. I'll bring it, but we have another service starting pretty soon. It's their fault. They didn't come to the 9 a.m., right? It's not our fault. I, I want to read you this verse that Jesus said inside of this point, because he said in Matthew 17, 20, he said, truly, if I, he said, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a what? Mustard seed. You can say to what? Let's, let's read it again. If you have faith as small as a what? You can say to move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Listen, th this is deep, really deep with layers because Jesus is illustrating a stark contrast. A, a mountain that is massive and a, and a mustard seed that is very tiny. Have you ever seen a mustard seed? Raise your hand. About half of you. Have you ever seen a marijuana seed? Raise your hand. I see y'all. About the same size. I don't know why I know that, but... What's crazy is the biggest difference between a mustard seed and a mountain isn't even their size. The biggest difference is that that mountain has no growth potential and the mustard seeds is unlimited 
Did you guys just catch what I said? The mountain cannot get any bigger than it already is. But that mustard seed, that seed of faith has unlimited growth potential. If you have the faith of a mustard seed, nothing will be impossible with you. So the question I have today is, are you going to let that mountain keep shouting at you? Or are you going to start shouting at that mountain? The faith of a mustard seed. Let's look at number two. Number two. Second thing. Only the number two thing I want you to write down today is change the way I talk. I'm about to go in here. You know, some of you, I don't like to be around you because of the way you talk. Let's just keep it 100. Okay. The devil doesn't, listen, some of you live your life defeated because every word out of your mouth is defeated. The the, the devil doesn't even need to target your life because you're sabotaging your own life with the words that you use. So you make his job easy. Some people have adopted this negative, self-defeating, habitual inner dialogue, right? Like, man, I could never do that. I could never, I'm not, I'm so dumb. What a dummy I am. I'm so stupid. I'm so fat. Man, I'm so overweight. Man, this is just the way I am. This is just the way it always be. This is just the way it is. Of course, this would happen to me. Right? This kind of stuff always happens to me. Man, I wish I looked like her. I wish I looked like him. I hate my lips. I hate my nose. I hate my eyes. I hate my butt. I hate my toes. (laughs) Most of us do, but... I mean, most of us hate your toes, not our toes. (laughs) What I'm saying is that, you know, we need to change the way we talk. And you'll change the way you walk. You change the things that come out of your lips and you change the things that come out of your life. See, words are powerful. Words are powerful. You say, man, you know what? I'm just being honest, PT. I'm not trying to be a downer. I'm just being real with about who I am. I'm just being honest. Listen, I have a word for you. Just being honest, people. Stop confusing honesty with truth. Stop confusing honesty With truth, because honesty is being transparent about how you see yourself. But truth is the reality of how God sees you. That's the truth. Listen, you want to know who my least enjoyable people on earth are to be around? I'm glad you asked me. (laughs) Negative people. Critical people. Judgmental people. Some of y'all judged me 15 times this morning already. Oh, look at the shirt. Look at them shoes. Look at that hat. Look at his beard. He got beard color in his beard. I do. I always put a little beard. I can't go down like that. I got to put a little bit in there. 
Just a little bit. I don't even care what, what you know, it's like, some people are like, you shouldn't tell. It's like, do I give a crap about what you think if I put beard color in my beard? Hey, listen, what I'm saying is this, is we're so worried about the rest of the world, me included. It's hard to not slip into like, man, I worry about what everybody else thinks about me. I, I don't like being around judgmental people. I don't like being around arrogant people, backbiters, gossipers, people who slander, people who are faithless, people who find a problem with every solution, dream killers. You know any of those? A lot of times it's the people you're closest to. You got to really be careful. I'm so thankful in my life. My wife is such an encourager and a supporter. If I come up with this. And, and she, she nearly always thinks my ideas are good ones. But I know some of you, you tell an idea to your spouse and they're just like, eh, that's a horrible idea. You can never do that. And like, who do you think you are? And it's like, what did you just do? I don't like being around complainers. Look at somebody and tell them complaining is super draining. Do you like being around complainers? Dude, my marriage sucks. My job sucks. My health sucks. My church sucks. Pastor Travis sucks. Right? I mean, it's like, dude, you want to suck the life out of a human being? Complain. I'll never get better. I'll never get healthy. I'll never be healed. My so-and-so always does this. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of that. I'm tired. And listen... Change the way you talk. God is going to do the miraculous in my marriage. I'm so thankful for my job. Man, that's a good looking preacher up there. I love this church. Stop complaining. Instead of complaining about your life, start proclaiming the promises of God over your life. Start prophesying and start speaking the truth of God's word. Proverbs 18.21 says that your mouth... Your mouth has the power of life and death, right? So what it means is you get to choose in your life what you bring to life and what you put to death. It's your choice. You get to choose. My words have the power of life and death. I get to choose what I speak life into and I get to speak life into what I destroy. See, a lot of relationships are dying because your own words are killing them. A lot of marriages, you're, you're murdering your marriage with your words. Some of you, I'll call you like the homicide husbands. You know what I'm saying? You like, you belittle and you tear down and you embarrass and you stab and you jab and you're killing your wife and you're killing your marriage, right? I'll call you the wartime wives. Everything's a battle. Everything. See, some of y'all got Jesus in your heart, but you need to get Jesus in your mouth. It's, 
And this is what's profound about Jesus in Luke 6. He said this. He said, for a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. For every tree is known by its own fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns. They don't gather grapes from uh, a bramble bush, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart. This is the part I like right here. brings good out of the good in his heart, an evil man out of the evil in his heart. And then Jesus says, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Y'all are real quiet today. See, the heart is attached to your mouth. Didn't anybody, when they were a kid, their mama ever wash their mouth out with a bar of like dove soap? <laughs> Raise your hand. Come on. That's a lot. Of, don't do it today. It's now child abuse. You can't, you can't get away with that. A lot of stuff that happened to me as a child, that was just discipline. But now you'll go to jail for it. Like daddy whooping me with a belt. Yeah, don't do that now. You'll end up on news. Anybody ever get backhanded? You know what's wrong with the 20, 30-year-olds today? They never got whooped. <laughs> They never got, they never got switched. <laughs> Grandma Ma breaking off a tree branch and calling it discipline. You're in church talking, reach over Grandma Ma and twist your ear off your head. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, now we're like, it's okay. That was a really bad move, but God is good. And Back in the day, if we used profanity, mama washed that thing out with a bar of soap. If you talk back, you got talk back with the back of a hand. But you know what's crazy? It didn't really work. I mean, to some degree, it changed the way you t- talked around mama. <laughs> but you still, you still talking like that elsewhere. See, what really needs to happen is if you're going to change your mouth... That heart needs to be washed out with the real dove, the power of the Holy Spirit that cleanses your life and cleanses your mind and cleanses your heart. And, and, and if, you're, if you allow God to clean up your heart, listen, he wants to. If you allow him to, it cleans up your mouth. And if you clean up your mouth, you're going to clean up your life. You're going to clean up your marriage. You need to clean up every element in your life. This is why Romans 12, he tells us this. He said, don't conform to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. If you're going to change the way you think, you've got to allow God to wash and clean through the power of his word and worship and prayer and stop consuming mental junk food. Your life is shaped by your intake, your, your thoughts. Your thoughts are shaped by your intake and your thoughts are obviously what shape your words. It's funny because words have explosive power. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to land this plane because I got to. But... I said earlier, the closer you get to the mountain in your life, the bigger it becomes. See, likewise, the more you talk about that mountain, the bigger it becomes. Talking about it magnifies it. You don't have to talk about it. You know what the word tells us is that instead of speaking about your mountains, 
you start speaking to your mountains. You start speaking to your mountains. And, and I know for some of you it might sound crazy because, you know, maybe this is your first time at church. Maybe you're not even a Christian yet. That could sound really weird. But if you read throughout the Bible, Moses spoke to the rock, right? Moses spoke to the rock. And water gushed out. Elijah spoke to the dead, dry bones, and they came back to life again. Jesus spoke to a tree and the wind and the waves. Jesus spoke directly to sickness and disease. He spoke to the dead man, Lazarus, and he brought him back to life again. And you know what Jesus said about you in John 14? He said this, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. So I'm not speaking to that mountain under my own authority. I'm speaking to that mountain under the authority of Jesus Christ and the power that he brings in Jesus name. I'm going to get healthy in Jesus name. I'm going to receive healing in Jesus name. I am going to be free from this addiction in Jesus name. My marriage is going to be better than it has ever been in my entire marriage in Jesus name. God that you move this mountain because with God all things are possible and I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength and I'm more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus and with God nothing is impossible devil I bind you in the mighty name of Jesus Lucifer I bind you in the mighty name of Jesus you have no space in my life in my marriage in my family Satan I rebuke you in all of hell I cannot be touched because I am a child of God. I am a child of the Most High. And I'm under His umbrella of protection. So God, you rebuke Satan in your mighty power. He has no place in my life. No place in my life. No place in my life. And when David faced the giant, Goliath and all the Israeli soldiers were terrified and all they could think about was how big that giant was. And that giant had never been defeated. He had never lost a battle. And all these trained soldiers are terrified talking about how big this giant is. And then Dan, uh, David, this little teenage boy, David, an untrained soldier. He's not even a soldier he comes in in 1 Samuel 17, and David said to this Philistine Goliath, he said, you come against me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord God Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied, and this day the Lord will deliver into my hands, and I strike you down, and I'm going to cut your head off. Listen, this is some power. Powerful words here. The very day, this very day, I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and of the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel, and all those gathered here will know that it's not by sword, it's not by spear, it's not by might, it's not by power that the Lord say, Listen, this battle is the Lord's, and He will give all of you the victory into your hands 
because he's never, ever, ever lost a battle. He's never lost a battle, and he's not about to lose your battle either. He has never lost a battle. Come on, say it out loud. He has never lost a battle. Say it again. He has never lost a battle. So Jesus, I pray that this mountain shall be moved in Jesus' name. This mountain shall be moved. God, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. I know you're going to do it. I know it like I know it. God, I know it like I know it. You're going to do it in Jesus' name. Because you said it, you will do it. You'll perform it. Because you said it, you will do it and you'll perform it. Come on, say it. Because you said it, you will do it and you'll perform it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. If you're here today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, I want to invite you right now to take a step of faith and to say, Jesus, today I don't understand it all, but I feel you in this place today. I feel something I've never felt before. I feel your presence. So God, today I surrender my life to you. I surrender to you. I surrender my life. God, I I acknowledge you as my Lord and Savior. I want to follow you. God, lead me. God, lead me. The Bible says that today is the day of salvation. Not tomorrow, not next month. Come on, today is the day of salvation. The Bible says in Romans 10, if you believe in your heart, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you shall be saved. With your heads bowed just for one moment, your eyes closed today. You're here today and you say, PT, that's me. Today I want to become a follower of Jesus. You're speaking to me. Would you raise your hand so I can see it? That's me today. I want to be a follower of Jesus. Come on, raise your hand. Raise it high. Raise it high. Father, for all these hands that are lifted, I thank you, God. I thank you, God. Lord, we commit our lives to you today. Lord, I pray, God, that as we leave this place, God, we know that you leave with us. We don't have to be in a church building to feel your power, to experience your power. God, sometimes we choose, we choose to leave you in the church building. But not today, God. Not today. Our mission field starts the moment we walk out of those doors. We become missionaries for the gospel of Jesus Christ. God, we love you. God, I pray for your anointing like we have never felt it tonight. I pray for your power like we've never felt it tonight. I pray for Amelia. I pray for Daniel and everybody else that's involved with this. God, we pray that the fire of the Holy Spirit falls tonight, that miracles happen, that healing takes place, that restoration takes place, that addicts are set free, that minds are changed and restored, that mental health, God, mental illness is immediately brought back to mental health. God, we know you're going to do the impossible. God, we love you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Come on, Impact Church. We all say amen, amen, amen. Let's give him some praise.
Thank you for joining us today. If you said that prayer and accepted Jesus into your heart, it's the best decision you could ever make. We want to connect and celebrate with you. Visit impactchurch.com for more information about our church and how you can get plugged in here with us. Be sure to subscribe and share today's message with your friends. Thanks for tuning in and we can't wait to hear how God has made an impact in your life.